Well, here we are back on a Monday, and as always, it is just great to be with you. Hope your weekend was blessed. And this is David Carnes, and this is the podcast that we call Time in God's Word. And as we come back together, we are in John chapter 4, and we're in that section of John's Gospel where we see Jesus in that region known as Samaria in northern Israel. And he is there on a mission. And that mission is to tell a Samaritan woman about eternal life. And I want us to just get right into this. So much for us to cover. But today, we are going to be in verse number 7, again, of John chapter 4. And we are going to bring out the first of several points that we are going to call the principles of evangelism. And today, we are going to look at the point that we are going to call the gospel is for the least of these. Again, the gospel is for the least of these. Such an important point. But we're going to open up this point today, just going to open it up, and then we will finish it on Wednesday. But we have the encounter of Jesus and the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. Again, John chapter 4, verse number 7 today. So let's go there now as we spend time in God's Word. If you please would take your Bibles and turn with me to John chapter 4. And again, we find ourselves this morning back in the account of what many have come to call over the years the woman at the well. Now, You remember that we opened this up last Sunday, and as we opened up this part of John's Gospel, we began by just simply looking at the setting. We set the scene, laying the foundation that would give us an opportunity to see what is taking place at this part of the life of Jesus and his ministry. But this account of the woman at the well, really it begins in verse number 1 of chapter 4, and it goes to the end of verse number 42. It is a long narrative, and because of its length, you know it is going to take us some time to walk through. But as we go back to the text, you remember that it is in the first six verses that we have set the scene. That is what we looked at last time. And here is the scene. This is what we have. But Jesus, he now has walked to that region known as Samaria. He is at Jacob's well. It was a long hike, by the way. The text says that when he arrived, that he was, he was wearied. The word there in the Greek text literally means exhausted. It can even mean to be right at the boundary of fainting. It is, it is that kind of a exhaustion, and that is what we see here with Jesus. But he was very, very tired when he arrived at his destination. Also, we know that when he did arrive, that it was during the heat of the day. You remember that we saw in verse number 6 that it tells us that it was at the sixth hour. That literally means 12 noon. And so it is the heat of the day. The sun is at its peak. But again, we find Jesus. Where do we find him? We find him in this place called Samaria. Now, we brought this out last Sunday, but I touch on it again. But Samaria was that place, that region of Israel, that the Jewish people avoided. They actually had disdain for the people of Samaria. They, they hated the people of Samaria. They hated the Samaritans. The reason being, 
You go back hundreds of years. You actually go back to 722 B.C. and the invasion of the Assyrians over that part of Israel. Many of the Jews that lived there at that time were taken back into exile, back into Assyria, and yet some did not go. Some were left behind. Some Jews were left there in that area, again, of northern Israel, and yet those that who were left, this is what they did. But over time, they began to intermarry with the invading forces that stayed in that region of Israel. As a result, the Jews of that region became known as half-breeds. That is what the Jewish people began to call them. They actually became a disgrace to the Jews that lived in other regions and areas of Israel, of Judah. But also due to the intermarrying of the people, the false religions also then crept into that part of northern Israel where Samaria is located. The people of that area even went far enough to build their own temple on Mount Gerizim in that uh, area, again, of northern Israel. This place where, really, a perverted form of Judaism was practiced. And so, by the way, the temple, Mount Gerizim, the perverted form of Judaism, we're going to look all of that up. We're going to look into that as we walk through this narrative. That is coming up later on. But now as a result of the intermarrying, the practicing of the false religions, the people of that area, again, northern Israel, in that region known as Samaria, they were now outcast. That is what they had become. They were despised again. Again, they were hated by the Jews of Israel and of Judah. They were avoided. A Jew, by the way, would rarely, if ever, place foot on the soil of Samaria, much less have any contact with the people there. That is how much they were disdained. And with that said then, this is where we have Jesus. This is where Jesus is. And he is there, mind you, and we brought this out last time, but he is there for a purpose. He is there on mission. And that mission is to share with a woman from Samaria about eternal life. And and let me say, but this account of Jesus' encounter with the woman at the well It's really a lesson for us on what we are calling as we walk through this narrative. It's a lesson on the principles of evangelism. And we're just going to begin to pull these principles out as we walk through this text. Again, principles of evangelism, telling people about Jesus, telling others about the Lord Jesus Christ, telling others about eternal life, sharing the gospel with others. And so again... Last Sunday, what did we do again? We set the scene. Now today, we begin to open up the principles of evangelism that we see in the text. This morning, this is what we do. This morning, we have time to pull out one principle of evangelism. We're going to pull out eventually five of them that we're going to see, again, walking through the text. Today, we pull out the first one. Again, all the time we have for. We are going to find this first principle, by the way, starting in verse number 7 and going to the end of verse number 9. This is our text today. This is where we're going to be, John chapter 4, 7 through 9. And so let's do this before we even get started, pulling the, the, the principle out. Let me first read the text that we have before us. You have your Bible with you. Just follow along as I read. Again, starting in verse number 7, this is what the text says. It says, A woman from Samaria came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, 
a woman of Samaria. For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Now, that's our text. Those verses right there. And again, we are just pulling out the first principle of evangelism that we see in this text. If you're a note taker, write this one down. First principle that we see, we see it in these three verses. The gospel is for the least of these. That's the first principle that we see when, we looking, when we're looking at principles of evangelism. The gospel is for the least of these. Again, we see this verses 7 through 9. And as we pick up this narrative again, once again, where is Jesus? He's at this well. Specifically, he is at the well that the patriarch Jacob had dug and owned. Also, Jesus is sitting there next to the well. Again, we've already said, exhausted. It is high noon. It is the heat of the day. And as we see this picture before us, verse 7 begins for us with this. Verse 7 begins the encounter. We've got the encounter now, and we've been building up to this, and we've been looking forward to this. But the woman shows up now, and she is a Samaritan woman. That is what verse number 7 tells us. Again, verse number 7 says, a woman from Samaria came to draw water. Now, that's what the text says. But now, you also look back, verse number 7, the text also says, Jesus said to her, give me a drink. Now, as we look at this opening verse, just a few things to bring out. And this is really the beginning of many things that we're going to bring out. But first of all, let me make this statement, and that is the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, It is not a message that is just reserved for the elite in society. It is not a message that is just reserved for the highly educated in society. It is not a message that is just uh, for and reserved for the financially wealthy. It is not a message that is solely reserved for the morally superior. But understand this, the gospel message is a message that is for all the world to hear. It is a message that is for all of the world to respond to. Everybody. And so with that said, right here in this verse, what we're taught is this. We are taught this. Now, it's for everyone to hear. Which takes me then to a second item I want to present, and that is, now we look at this woman. We look at this woman. She, again, she is a woman from Samaria. We, By the way, we never find out her name. Her name is never given to us. But again, she is a woman from Samaria. Now, again, I want you to remember, for the Jews, this would be someone that the Jewish people would never have contact with, uh, would never associate themselves with. This woman that the Jews would refer to as a half-breed, a person who had betrayed her Jewish heritage. She was a part of a people that intermarried with pagan cultures and, and, and other peoples. A woman who was part of a people that turned from the Jewish religion and turned to pagan religions, and yet here is Jesus, and what is he doing? He is waiting for her at this well. Waiting for her to do what? In order to tell her about eternal life. That's why he's there. But then with that said, something else here, and that is about this woman. But understand this, but not only is this woman a Samaritan, But again, you notice something here, and that is this woman, she made her way to the well. She made her way to draw water from that well. Now, let me say that the drawing of the water in those days, 
totally the responsibility of the women of the village. The men did not do this. The men, they were working out in the fields. It was the responsibility of every woman in every village to make sure that the family had water. They were to go out and to draw the water. And yet I want you to see this, and that is, we see that this woman, she's making her way to this well. At what part of the day again? She's making her way to the well midday, isn't she? It's 12 noon. It's the heat of the day. Again, it tells us all of this in verse number 6. 12 noon, heat of the day. Now, I bring this out. It's interesting simply for the fact that the women of the village, here's what they would do. The women of the village never would go to the well midday. They would always find themselves going to draw water later in the day. Dusk, when it had cooled down and it was not the heat of the day. This is when the women would go. But understand this, when we look at this text, that's not what's happening here, is it? That's not what's happening. The woman is out at the well, the heat of the day, it is 12 noon. We ask the question, why is this? Why is she there? And by the way, no one else is except Jesus is there. But why does she do this? The answer is, and, and let me say this now, as I give you the answer, there is some speculation in this answer, but I believe that we can give an answer like I'm going to give you with great certainty though, and that is this. This woman that Jesus is about ready to meet, she's an outcast in her village. This woman here. She's an outcast. This woman, she has been shunned by her village. And we ask the question, why is she an outcast? Why has she been shunned? Well, the answer is this. This woman that Jesus is going to share eternal life with, tell her about, she is immoral. She's immoral. Now, we, as we get into this account and we get deeper into the text, and we are going to see this later, but we are going to find that it's brought out that this woman has been married five times. She's been married on five separate occasions. But not only that, but at this moment in time, she was living with a man who is not her husband. And so more than likely, she had been divorced on several occasions. And again, at this time, she's living with a man who, again, is not her husband. The text brings that out. And so she is a woman that, for these reasons, has been shunned by her village. This, by the way is why she is by herself. And this is why she makes her way to the well in the middle of the heat of the day. And that is so she can avoid any confrontation from any other women of that village. Because it was going to happen. And so this is this woman that Jesus again is going to speak to and share and speak to her about eternal life. But then just one last item that I want us to see, and again, we're still in verse 7 and so much here. But in verse 7, and that is, you notice at the end of the verse, we are told that Jesus spoke to the woman. Did you, you see that? It's very obvious. He opens up the conversation, but he speaks. He initiates the conversation. You see where the text says, Jesus said to her, give me a drink. That's what he says. Now, there's really a lot here, really in this short little phrase we have, but let me say, many items can be brought out here. Many items. So let me do that in just this little phrase. But first of all, we are told again that Jesus, He spoke to the woman. He did. Now, something interesting here, but in that culture, men did not speak to women in public. Never. That was something you did not do. That went against all forms of etiquette of the culture of the day. By the way, this cultural piece of etiquette even went as far as for the rabbis, 
rabbis were to never speak with the women from their own family in public. They weren't to go that far. It's a very interesting cultural norm here that we have. But now with that said, here though is Jesus. Jesus, He is in public, and look what He is doing, but He is speaking to a who? He is speaking to a woman, but not only that, He's speaking to a Samaritan woman is what He's doing. The point being, and let's just make a special note of this, but Jesus wasn't concerned about socially expected traditions. That's not what He's concerned about. He's not concerned about all that stuff that was created by the people of Israel and how they thought you were supposed to act and all of this. What Jesus was concerned about more than anything else, He was concerned about the souls of people. That's what He's concerned about. He's concerned about the truth of Scripture. Not non-biblical traditions, but biblical truth. By that, what I mean is, for example, Jesus knew that it's God's heart to take the gospel message to the entire world. To give the entire world an opportunity to hear and to eventually come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He knew it. He got it. He understood it. And that's what was important to Him. Not the non-biblical traditions that man created, but the biblical truths that He knew, of course, to be true. And so that's what we see here. Even if it meant speaking to a Samaritan woman, He's still going to do it. And so he goes to this woman, he speaks to her, he opens up the conversation. But then something else here that I want to bring out. And again, so much here, but I also want you to notice, again, it is Jesus who initiates the conversation. He initiates the conversation that the two of them are going to have. I want you to hear this, but I think we can say with great certainty that if Jesus would have not opened things up, if he would have not opened up the conversation, this woman would have simply done this. She would have simply drawn the water that she came to get, turned, and went back home. She would not have said a word to Jesus. Again, cultural norms. Now, understand, Jesus began the conversation. It is Jesus that did that. Now, with that said, let me say this. But so many times, and hear me now, so many times, if you are going to be used by God to share the gospel with the lost, then you are going to be the one who's going to have to initiate the conversation. You're going to have to be the one who's going to have to bring up the topic. You're going to have to be the one who brings up eternal life. And again, hear me on this. But in all the years that I've been a Christian, in all the years that I've been a pastor, in all the years that I've been preaching the Word of God, I don't know if anyone has actually ever come up to me and asked, would you please tell me how to have eternal life? I mean, if that has happened, it's been very rare. That doesn't happen a lot of times. And so, since that is usually not a question that is asked, that means you're going to have to be the one who initiates all this. You're going to have to be the one who brings it up. That's exactly, hear me, that's exactly what Jesus is doing in verse number 7. Now, so much to bring out just as we begin to look at verse number 7. But here is the encounter of Jesus and the Samaritan woman. Jesus there to tell her 
about eternal life. And we see Jesus opening up the conversation, don't we? And I think that's an important point to bring out, and that is so many times if you and I are going to be obedient to our Lord and share the good news of Jesus, you are going to have to be the one that initiates that conversation. You are going to have to bring it up. You're going to have to be the one that, again, gets the conversation started. But now, this is just the opening of what we are looking at. Remember that we're looking at the principles of evangelism, and we are in point one. And again, that point is the gospel is for the least of these. And so we're going to continue to look at this next time on Wednesday when we come back together. So I look forward to seeing you then, but you have a blessed day. Live for Jesus. You love him. And we will see each other again as we spend time in God's word.